Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Let's break down. Let's break down uh, UFC St. Diago. I got two guys on, hopefully. One guy. Co-main event, my boy. My boy, my boy, my boy, David Onama. All right, let's break this down. Let's break it. Let's get into UFC San Diego here. Um, first fight on the main card: Bruno Silva versus my man Gerald Mearshart. Uh, I'm a huge Gerald uh, Mearshart fan. I really am. I dude, listen. I don't think it's any secret that this is an extremely difficult matchup for for GM GM three, what the peeps call him. Uh. Pull up that line for me. I'm guessing he's a sizable underdog. Yeah, plus 230 for, for GM3. Uh, come back my, uh, minus 270 for Bruno Silva. Listen, I don't think it's any secret that this is a tough fight for Gerald Mearshart. But listen, this dude has been this dude has been uh, an underdog his entire career. People were telling him the same thing when he fought uh, Murdov. He was like a a plus like five or six hundred against Murdov and found a way to win. So. I, I love I love this about about Mearshart. He's uh he's always seems to be always in this position. However, Bruno Silva brings a lot to the table in the striking department. Uh, he he's good in the clinch. He's physical, uh, very technical striking, powerful. Uh, I like him a lot. He's got good takedown defense. And what I like about Mearshart is he he brings this back. He's very well rounded, uh, black belt level jujitsu. I mean, he is a black belt. He's got good striking. Uh, unorthodox striking, right? Kicks the body well, attacks the body well. He's good in the clinch. Gerald is is a is a fighter's fighter. He's he's extremely well rounded, and he's good off his back. Which honestly, it might be my only knock on him is he's a little comfortable on his back sometimes. And uh, I don't I don't I don't know if that's going to be I don't I got to think that Bruno's going to try to keep this standing. I, I would I would think I would think so. Um, regardless, I think on paper this is a tough fight for for GM three, but. Man, if anybody can pull this fight off, it's him. You know, he's he he's very durable. He's uh, mentally mentally sound. He he has no problem getting beat up for the first round and then coming back. He's done it numerous times. That's I mean, I can't tell you how many times he's been in trouble early and then came back and and won fights. That's kind of his uh, his niche at this point. I gotta think. So uh, you know, that, like I said, it's a tough fight for GM. But if anybody can get it done, it's this guy. He, and he's got the well-rounded uh, prowess uh, to get it done. So uh, next fight. Uh, is going to be uh, Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Cabillo versus Nina Nunez, wife of Amanda Nunez, newly crowned double champ again. Uh, I think Cabillo is the betting favorite. On the UFC site, it doesn't have it up. I think Cabillo was the betting favorite at minus 155. I got to be honest with you, bro. I think this is a tough fight for her. I really do. Nina Nina is good, and I I, I don't really understand the line on this. I, I would have this closer to a pick is where I would have this. Uh and and I think obviously it's going to come down to if 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 Nina can stop the takedown. Cynthia's got a really good grappling, really good wrestler. Uh, she's got some good top game, heavy on top. But Nina's striking is is very good. She attacks the the calf really well. Uh, she works off her lead hand very well, which I got to think she's going to do an excellent job of both of those against Cynthia. She's going to attack that low low calf to try to get the lead leg up to where it's harder to for her to shoot. And then obviously going to work off the jab just to establish the range and make the the shot from farther away if if Cynthia decides to shoot. But both these girls are are 
pretty well-rounded. I would give the striking edge to Nunes, and I would give the grappling edge to, to Cavio. So for me, it's it's a pretty uh, pretty basic matchup in terms of can Nina stop the takedown? That's that's what it boils down to me. Is she going to be able to stop the takedown? I could see a scenario where if Cavio you know, banks rounds late, like we'll strike with her for the first two or three minutes and then get a takedown late and, and bank rounds that way. So uh, that's a good fight, though. I got to be honest. I think the line's a little off. I, I do think that the line should be closer to a pick 'em, and uh, you know, with the with Nina being plus money, I gotta lean. I gotta lean her from a betting perspective. Uh, next matchup: Devin Clark versus Azmat Mirzakhanov. Uh, man, you know, I, this is this is an intriguing matchup. Uh, I got to be honest with you, with Devin Clark. He's the underdog here, plus 143. Asmat coming back at minus 163. Asmat is good. He's extremely good. Uh, he's a good striker. I like him here. Uh, once again, this is, seems to be a stylistic card, like striker versus grappler, right? Um, I've seen Devin Clark come out and look really, really good. I've seen him look really good. And then there's times where I've seen him, uh, I don't know if it's a mental thing or, or what it is, but I've seen him not look good as well like it's consistency he seems to have a hard time uh being consistent especially with that like yeah he's really good when he's on right but it seems like whenever the 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 competition level seems to step up a little bit he has trouble sometimes so i I think he needs to get that first win over over some like better level competition you know he seems to be uh i don't say he's stuck i'm waiting for him to crash through and show his potential because I don't feel like he's done it because we see spurts of greatness from him and then you know something happens where you know fall off or whatever but he's shown in the past that he's definitely he definitely has more to give and he's just he hasn't done it yet so I'm kind of anxious to see uh, him come out here now across from him is is uh is no slouch asma is uh he's an incredible striker his his last fight I believe he won by uh double double knee against uh a fly is like a double fly knee against Stefan and a really, really good fight. He's he's tough, man. He he's he's really tough on the contender series. Another another uh, first round knockout. The dude is a hammer, man. That's just I mean he's a hammer striker. You're not gonna you're not gonna see a, a a better a better striker, man. He's good. You know he's really good. He's 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 tough. He he wrestles well, but he has got a he's got bricks in his hands, man. And if you were to say, hey, what is Devin Clark's kryptonite? It's a guy that can stop a takedown with heavy hands. You know that's. So I think Devin Clark's got to get the takedown here to to uh, to get this one done. You know, I, I I really do. Now, if he brings his good stuff, he's he's got a good shot. He's got a good shot. But Osma, he man, he's got he's got firecrackers in those hands, man. He really does. So it's it's once again same as the is the the Nunez Cavio matchup. I I think that Devin Clark's got to get this takedown. If he can get the takedown, he's in business, man. He can get some. He he he's heavy on top. Young athletic kid. He can do some really good work. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that fight. I, I got to say this card's full of a lot of uh, like unknown talent. I think that could uh, could come out, which brings us to the co-main event, right? David Onama, my boy. No shot. David Onama versus Nate Landwehr. Uh, man, David is David's pretty incredible, man. He's 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 got a very good. His game is simple, right? His game is super simple. He's uh, very fast. He's long. He's big in the division. And the the things that I think he does really well are he's extremely durable. Like, he can take a good shot, man. He can take a really good shot. 
his cardio is 10 out of 10. Doesn't get tired. Like he just he just doesn't get tired. Uh, his power at 145 is substantial. Like he hits extremely, extremely hard at 145. Uh, my my complaint with him is sometimes uh, he can fight to the level of his competition. Like I've seen him look really good and I've seen him look not good. You know what I mean? Like it always seems like if he's fighting a, a two, he'll look like a three. If he's fighting a, a 10, he'll look like a 10. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's no disrespect to anybody that he's fought in the past. It's just, he's, he's still young. And I think his fight IQ is, is getting better. You know, we, we watched in his, in his last fight, Armfield was giving him some trouble standing with, with the counter punches and David took him down, which is something that most people haven't seen. He's got a good ground game. He's a good athletic wrestler and he's got some decent submissions too. So across from him in eight lane where this is another guy that I've seen, like I've seen him look really, really good. I mean, he fought, uh, he beat, uh, sub Ludwig Klein with a beautiful anaconda choke. And, uh, and you know, if anybody's watching this, I can break this guy down. I've watched hours and hours of video on them because this is the second time that we've been slated to to fight this guy. He he beat Ludwig Klein, which who, to me, Ludwig is is very good. He's a good prospect. And then, you know, he he I think the next fight later, he gets knocked out by, uh you know, by Julian Arosa, who I think is super underrated in less than a minute. Right. So, uh you know, he, dude, it's weird because he, he, he lost to Herbert Burns, who's talented. Then he beats Elkins. And he kind of made it look easy too, to be honest with you. You know, he he had a good game plan against Elkins, uh, then lost to Arosa, and then beat Ludwig Klein. So it's like, dude, like it seems like he he's inconsistency once again. Which guy are we gonna get uh, on Saturday night? You know, I I will say this: if 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 uh, him and David both show up in their best form, it's gonna be a really it's fun be a fight. Banger, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a banger. And this, listen, this has fight of the night written all over it, all over it, all over it. And David likes those bonuses, I might add. Yes. He, he likes those bonuses. <laughs> you take a young kid from from uh, Uganda, they, they don't have a pot to piss, and you give him 50 Gs, he's jumping for joy. And, you know, I will say this too. David, uh, David's he's he's pretty financially smart too, man. He's He uh, he does a good job with his money, and he doesn't really talk about it. You know what I mean? He's kind of one of those, uh, he's a, he's what I call a closet investor. He doesn't. He's not really investing, but he's smart with his money. Yeah, he's smart with his that's money. The, yeah, I've always kind of thought that you know he kind of speaks when he's spoken to kind of yeah, unless, oh, he, unless he's right. talking shit to someone in the gym, which is ninety nine percent of the time. If if he's talking, it's usually talking shit. So, uh, lastly, awesome awesome main event. I'm super stoked for this. Uh, I'm gonna spend a little bit more time on this just because of the you know the 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 implications of this fight. Arguably, the one of the top bantamweights of all time, Dominic. The dominator Cruz. I mean, this guy has been through the ringer, right? I mean, he's fought the who's who of of WBC, UFC. He's fought everybody, right? I mean, he he's fought the best in the world for a long, long time. Very unique style. Some of the best footwork in all of MMA. Extremely difficult to hit clean. Um, go ahead and pull up his pull up his uh, tab for me. Yeah. I mean, listen, just his last two wins alone. He beat Casey Kenny, who's an incredible prospect in my opinion. Went over Pedro Munoz, uh, lost to Cejudo, no harm in that, and then lost to Cody Garbrandt in his prime. I might add, Garbrandt was on a tear then when they when he lost to him, and then wins over Faber Dillashaw. We fought together uh, on UFC 178. I fought Jorge Masvidal. He was the fight after me and ended Mitsugaki in like a minute. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, Demetrius Johnson, Uriah Faber again. I mean, Benavidez, he's Benavidez twice. He's fought a who's who of, of, uh, 
of UFC bantamweights, man. He's he's incredible. And like I said, his footwork is amongst the best in in the sport of MMA currently and maybe ever. He's got some of the best footwork. So irregular. It is. It's extremely irregular, and uh, he's extremely difficult to hit clean, right? As of late, that has changed a little bit. He's been getting hit a little bit more, and across from him is a guy, Cheeto Vera, who, in my opinion, has his growth has just been so crazy. Like the amount of t- the amount that he's grown, you just don't see the type of gains typically from this kid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like when you see a new fighter, and like every time you see him, they get they get substantially better every single time. You see that every time, and there's usually a plateau somewhere, and we just haven't seen the plateau from from Cheeto Vera. I mean, what it was is he's, he's 21 and seven, but his his recent losses are from uh, to Song Yidong, which I thought he won that fight. Uh, Jose Aldo, which I mean, he lost that fight two to one, but it it was it was one of those fights where like Aldo won the round, but Cheeto won the fight. Like Cheeto was stalking him down, Aldo got his back and just kind of held on to win the round, you know. So. I mean, those are his, his go, go scroll down just a little bit more. And then his last loss before that comes from uh, Douglas to Silva Andrade back in 2018, you know, five years ago, Lineker, six years ago. We're in, you know, here at this point, it's irrelevant. But his losses in recent history are to Aldo and, and Song. And the Song fight, I thought he won pretty convincingly, to be honest with you. What I love about uh, Cheeto Vera is his, he is relentless in his pressure. Extremely, extremely durable. Relentless, relentless pressure amazing elite level cardio and he seems to find the shots with like a diverse uh set of strikes like he's teeping to the face he's kicking the leg he's boxing he throws the elbows he's got a good tie clinch he has it all man he's good everywhere he's he he really is the complete package and if you look at if you look at the kick that he landed on Frankie Edgar if we can cut that in like the look that he like gave it was bad it was bad. It was really bad. And then I thought Font would be a a good fight for him, a, a tough test for him. And I got to be honest with you, I thought Font was winning the rounds. Or it, I should say winning. They were competitive. And then Cheeto at the end of every round was just like, I'm going to turn this up now and just blast him and floors him. Font had way more volume and then damage was definitely yes. on Cheeto's side. It was, it was crazy. And then what was even more crazy is that fight went to a decision. Good Lord. He, I mean, he floored Font a few times. I Dude, I think he's incredible. I think he's really good. Uh, and this fight has banger written all over it. I just think as my problem with this is, is there's uh there's somebody that's undefeated in this matchup and that's father time. I just think those years of, of abuse are catching up with Cruz. I don't think he moves quite as fast as he used to. I don't think his brain fires quite as quick as it used to. His hand speed is not as much as it used to be. I think he's going to put up a hell of a fight. I think you're going to see... Vintage Dom Cruz, I just think as the fight goes down, Cheeto's going to walk him down and disrespect his space, get in his face, land big shots. I could see Cheeto, I could see Cheeto finishing him early, or I'm sorry, late in the fight, hurting him late in the fight. Uh, what's most likely going to happen, if I had to guess, I would say Cheeto's going to cruise to a decision, but I think there's going to be some drama along the way. You know, I think Cheeto's going to hurt him a couple times late, you know, three, four, five. Cheeto, as the fight goes on, man, his value. Cheeto, he, Cheeto almost always loses round one, almost always. I was gonna say it would have boded so much better for Cruz if it was a three rounder. If it was a three rounder, this would this would be a much different fight to cap. But the fact that it's, I'm telling you, Cheeto does not get tired. His his relentless pressure. When you fight Cheeto Vera, he's gonna make you fight him. 
You know what I mean? There's guys that like go out and compete and they're, they're Cheeto's going to make you fight him. He's going to be right here the whole time. And as you start to slow, he gets closer and he looks to disrespect your space. And that's, that's without really like diving into the technical analysis. That's one of his biggest assets is as you start to wear, he makes you fight him, not compete with him. He makes you fight him knees, elbows, like who's in better shape. Who's going to last longer. Who's tougher. He's very good at that game, and there's not a lot of guys that can last that. And and I think he's going to hurt Cruz. You know, I could see Cruz surviving, and you know, Cruz is a survivor. He's he's a G. I I think this is going to be Cheeto Vera late stoppage or Cheeto Vera by decision with some drama along the way. I could be wrong. If Dominic Cruz footworked his way to a decision, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Improbable though. I just don't see it. I think Cheeto's going to pour on the pressure on him, man. And as the fight as the fight starts to wear. I think I think you're gonna see Cheeto start to take over. Yeah, I think you'll struggle to see Cruz win three rounds. Yeah, when you, yeah when you say it like that, when you vocalize it, like do we see do we see Dominic Cruz winning three rounds? It's it's really hard for me to to see where how that how how that happens. You know, round one for sure, maybe even round two. I just man, Cheeto very rarely loses round three, four, five. You know, he's 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 banking good rounds, man. He's banking good rounds. And and another thing is is Cruz doesn't have the he's got the output, but he doesn't have the stopping power. He doesn't have the power to back Cheeto up. You know, at least Font, when Font, Font was like hurting him with jab, not hurting him, but he was landing. You know, round one, you remember round one? Round one was, was popping him. Yeah. He's got the stopping power, but as that power starts to fade, as the feet start to fade a little bit, Cheeto disrespects your face, or your face, your face and your space. Uh, but that's, that's the biggest thing is, is his ability to take over a fight late. That's where, and, and the five rounds favors Cheeto bar none. I'm really excited for this fight. I think that's going to be a good one. So if I had to guess, your three most probable paths to victory are going to be Cheeto late stoppage, uh, Cheeto by decision with some drama along the way, and then the lastly, maybe, uh, you know, it, it, not likely, but possible is, is, is Cruz footwork and his way to a decision. So, uh, yeah. Let him prove us wrong. What's that? I said, let, us, let him prove us wrong. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. Even This is what I try to tell people. is Even in the Discord, it's like, you're trying to you're trying to predict what is the most likely scenario, and just because the most likely scenario is there doesn't mean it's a scenario that's going to happen. For example, Pauga versus Usman, dude, you were we were clearly we were on Pauga, we were clearly on the right side in round one, like we were clearly on that side, right? What did we say? The only way Usman wins is by what? Knockout. And what happened? Knockout. Exactly. Like it's it's. It, it, it's like, hey, we like this guy, dot, 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 but MMA. You know what I mean? It happens. It happens. It happens. That's that's why this sport is, that's why we love it, and that's why we hate it, and that's why it can be difficult to bet on is because you're you're factoring in, you're missing X factors in there that are that are very difficult to predict at times. Uh, Man, after the aerial show, we had like a huge influx of people in the Discord. We were like, I think we're just shy of 5,000 people. The, the event chat was popping. The public chat's popping. Man, it's really, like, just take the betting aspect out of it. The community that we have built in that Discord is incredible if you're an MMA fan. It really is. It's it's a lot of fun to be in that group. And uh I'm super proud of what we built. Uh last week I think we we uh we we didn't do great on Saturday night, but we crushed Friday night with PFL and uh we have we have PFL and this was weird. PFL is leading into ESPN's uh with San Diego, UFC San Diego. So PFL is right before leading into UFC San Diego. And we have Bellator 
on Friday as well. I don't know if we have LFA. We may have four events this weekend, man. Bare Knuckles coming up. We got a lot of lot of fights here, guys. We'll do our best to break them all down on Wednesday or Thursday. We'll get Shea back on, and we're, we're going to start doing, for popular demand, we're going to start doing the whole card now. So, yeah, Shea's going to shit himself. He he loves that stuff. So, uh, well, anyway, we have, an awesome, uh, we have an awesome week of fights coming up, a lot of fights. We have Bellator, we have UFC, PFL, a lot of things to play. If we can break them down, if you guys want anything, make sure you guys drop a comment. If you guys want access to the Discord plays, link in the description, link in the bio, depending on where you're watching from. Catch you guys next week.